When hinges creak and floorless changes, and sounds happen in the candlelight, when deathly still chambers echo through the night, that's the haunted mansion time. Welcome, real and cool listeners, to Scraping the Vault. I am your host, your real and cool host. Kindly step into the elevator and try not to fart. I guess that's it. Cue theme song. And cue the intro in 5, 4, 3. From the ashes of various loved ones who have been scattered throughout the attraction of the Haunted Mansion and then vacuumed up by the cast members, it's Scraping the Vault! Hi, I'm Dan. Um... I'm here to welcome you to okay. Get in. Fill all the available, all the available, fill all the available space. Forget the COVID ever happened. Fill all the available space, all the available space. Fill it, shove it. In. Okay, Kiss now move away from the walls. Away from the walls. Kiss your neighbors. Away from the walls. Uh, yeah. So that's me. Uh, we Lick also have Jimmy. Hi. And Lick August those here. walls. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> and guess who's here today? It's it's Eric. What a surprise. Eric's not normally here. What the hell? What? <laughs> but why is Eric here, Dan? Uh, we because... went to Eric's house and then left and then were haunted by him. <laughs> we had diarrhea oh, all over the floor. We... <laughs> <laughs> <That> we <did. laughs> it's scary diarrhea. <laughs> why they thought it was mine, I'll never know. <laughs> um, right. So, well, because... Eric is part of a podcast that you probably already listened to, but if you don't, you should. And it's called The Supreme Resort, where Jimmy, Eric, and myself talk about paint color for like three hours. <laughs> I thought you were going to plug the hub crawl. Eric's also part of the hub crawl. The, the award-winning show. Yes. It's, and Dan's also been a host from the beginning for yes, 35 from the years. Beginning. Yes. Uh, so this is, this, uh, the Haunted Mansion is a movie based on a ride and that ride is at Disneyland and Disney World. Mm-hmm. So, That's right. Oh, let's have Eric here, right? Which one's better? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Disney World. Walt's funny Disney World. You mentioned that on the Supreme Resort, we determined that Disney World's was better. Mm-hmm. No way. Ever so slightly. Yeah. I listened to some of that episode I was telling Dan the other day oh. at the spaghetti uh, event. Okay. While you <laughs> were you with Dan. savor the, the awkwardness for later? <laughs> I, I, I guess I wanted to hear it from, from your lips to my ears versus like, you know. Well, I wasn't on that one. So. Eric, yeah, Eric uh, wasn't on it. But, yeah, you'll have to um, ask Jeremy. Disney World yeah. is so, better. What about when the Christmas theme is on? That's why Disney World is better. Because <laughs> yep. they don't do the Christmas theme? Well, no. because the Haunted Mansion is the thing that is so beloved. And mm-hmm. like five months out of the year, it's not the Haunted Mansion. It's the holiday overlay, which is not necessarily as beloved. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Disney World ultimately won because it's always the Haunted Mansion. Ah. In its purest form. So then in Disney World, do they make the Pirates of the Caribbean like the Nightmare Before Christmas thing? During- <laughs> they, yeah. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm in a boat now. Oh. And instead of Jack Skellington, it's Halloween. Jack Who Sparrow. Who wants to buy Sally? <laughs> it's Jack Sparrowkin. Ooh. Uh, yeah. 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 So, um, 
I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you were able to listen to what is universally considered our, our most comfortable to listen to episode. And where can we find this episode if listeners are interested? Uh, just follow the link below in the description. Wonderful. Not too used to do it. Podcast. Oh, We've shoot. derailed already, yeah. unlike the, the Haunted Mansion it, ride. Not to. Oh, my. Oh, it never Which derails. Sometimes it stops. It, oh. <laughs> Audrey has uh, you've you've scrubbed up on some uh Honda Mansion attraction knowledge, I, I believe. Yeah. You know, I did a lot of homework and by a lot I mean very little. <laughs> I watched this movie, which we'll get into, and then I watched yes. the twenty twenty the two thousand three movie. Oh, at you least two thirds of joint? it. Yeah, I didn't Ooh. finish it because two, two I got thirds bored. too many. Two thirds too many. And then I watched a ride through of the non-holiday version of uh, the Haunted Mansion. And then I listened mm-hmm. to part of the Supreme Resort episode. So, And I looked at a picture of like the track uh, layout on Google <laughs> Images. So I guess you could mm. say I'm an expert now. <laughs> Practically. The only thing you missed, besides partially watching a bunch of things, mm-hmm. is... Um, Watching the Muppets Haunted Mansion. That would have that would have done yourself a nice favor. Uh, raise your hand if you've seen it. Okay. Jimmy and Eric. We're all raising Dan, our hands. Oh no. Haven't? Just Daniel. Jimmy and Eric. Dan all has right. not. Well. Don't know why. Because it looks it looks irritating, to be honest. All right. I, I feel I like I feel like a bulk of and from what I've heard, this is the case. A bulk of the humor is like, huh? What if we do it now? Huh? What That's about the that? Muppets, though? You mean the Muppets humor? The Muppets humor. <laughs> but, the, but, like, they don't add, I don't add anything to it. It's just like, it's wacky because it's Miss Piggy doing it. And that's not what usually happens. That's I would, I honestly, sounds Why are better you surprised than that? that, you're, that <laughs> I would find that irritating. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you liked the Muppets. That's all. I do, but I'm not, I don't. The way I enjoy things isn't like, you know, hey, you like this, so therefore you must love this picture of that thing. It's like, no, I I like the thing. I don't necessarily care that someone made a reference to it. Uh, anyway. He so told we me all, he liked the picture I took of him. Yeah. He likes himself. <laughs> he just doesn't like pictures of himself. Right. It's true. It's true. Um, we, we watched this movie, all uh-huh. of us, independently in four different theaters. It's mm-hmm. true. In three different time zones. Three I could have been watching zones. Oppenheimer or Barbie, but no, I did I this saw for Barbie. you guys. How did I you saw like Barbie it? Barbie was good. <laughs> I, it's going to win an Oscar for something. I'm just uh, saying. It's a good movie. If you think ghosts are scary, you should look at the negotiation process for Japanese surrender towards the end of World War II. It's true. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a good point, Asher. So this movie. Are you doing came a history and- segment in school right now, Asher, <laughs> on World War II? <laughs> He's asleep again. Uh, um, school. <laughs> so this movie came out in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's in pre-middle school currently. Uh, this movie came out in 2023. A few things happened in 2023. We're going to talk about it. So. In January, Croatia became the first country to join the Eurozone since Lithuania in 2015. Uh, it also adopts the it also adopted the euro currency and joined the Schengen area as the 27th member. 
Uh, remember in uh, February 3rd, 2023, when suspicious objects were shot down? Those spy balloons over the U.S.? <laughs> well, apparently, that, it wasn't a UFO. <laughs> and then, hey, you know how, how uh, uh, in... in in 2023, Russia was in U- was in Ukraine, and we were like, "That's not good," but we don't really know what to do. So that happened. Uh, hey, hey, do you remember? Do you remember ChatGPT? It was launched by oh, OpenAI. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it took the world by storm. And as we have learned from multiple pieces of history on this show, uh, oh. technology is always helpful. Uh, let's see. We, uh, Elon Musk, the smartest man ever, uh, built some, some space stuff and he threw it in the sky with his massive biceps. And then, uh, let's see what else. Uh, the queen died. As he did so, he went. (laughs) (laughs) What a hunk. Yeah. Yeah. The queen died. Yeah. That's what happened. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah. I also have a trailer. Do we oh, want a trailer? Oh, yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah. Okay. Then right. a bit, yeah. Here we go. Welcome to an extraordinary world filled with magic and wonder. Open your mind and let yourself go to a place where every day is Halloween. And every night, Jack Skellington... I am the Pumpkin King! <laughs> ...dreams of something different. What is so, this? This is everyone's it's favorite ride, the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. You know why I love the Haunted Mansion so much? It's because I'm such a What's dark this? and What's interesting this? person. Let me, ta- let me tell you about it as we, as we spend all day at the park together. I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. Was okay, hey, yeah. it's Christmas and Halloween. <laughs> That's right. I what know. Other, what could go what other, wrong? I want to see like a, a movie about combining Easter and Thanksgiving. Or like Ooh. Thanksgiving and another holiday. <laughs> How day. cool would that yeah. be? <laughs> I, I think Valentine's Day and Easter. All of the cool characters from Flag Day with all of your favorite characters from Thanksgiving. I have the perfect combination. Ramadan okay. and Thanksgiving. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. Because you have to fast? <laughs> I was trying to come up with something that involved eagles with 4th of July, but Ooh. yours is better than whatever I would have come up with. National Donut Day and National <laughs> Lipstick Day. <laughs> oh, no. What a good thing to go together. <laughs> the Easter Bunny wants to understand what love is, so it takes over <laughs> Valentine's Day, and then it learns how to love. That's funny, because mm-hmm. bunnies... Fuck like bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all puppets. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like like uh, Team America. Yeah, we all have Ooh. to find a date for the Easter Bunny. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we all do, we all match there. do matchmaking for the Easter Bunny. Well, and the Easter Santa. Bunny wants to oh. become Cupid. Okay, so the ride is like a combination of the love boat tunnel and <laughs> yes. like a dark ride rabbit hole. Yeah, and at it's the perfect. end it's just Santa and the, it's just Santa and the Easter Bunny making out, making <laughs> sounds. And, Someone's <laughs> been reading my fanfiction.net stories. <laughs> 
That's funny. Yeah. Um, so uh, we watched The Haunted Mansion, and I have uh, scoured the interwebs for a brief synopsis, but this will be, of course, more uh, more dialogue, more interaction than me reading. Yeah. Oh, um, by the way, uh, listener, spoilers. even though we have warned you several <laughs> times throughout several episodes, if you're just listening to this one and you haven't seen the movie, y- if you continue listening, so basically, yeah, we're going to have spoilers. Oh yeah, but like big spoiler. We warning. don't we don't really care. <laughs> uh, That's and why from part this of point the on, this episode is late. Yeah, if you come, if, mm. if if from that point on, if you complain about us making spoilers, we'll make fun of you. We'll laugh at so, you. Because this is a crossover, this this episode is going to be a combination of talking about the movie and our opinions about it and what happened, and also references to the attraction. Mm-hmm. So that is the crossover with Eric. So that's going to be the primary focus of this episode. Uh, full disclosure, I have I, I, I borrowed a lot from New Rockstars' YouTube channel. Eric Voss did a phenomenal breakdown of the movie, and he tied in a lot of uh, references and Easter eggs of the attraction. So I want to, I want to kind of highlight a lot of those, obviously get your guys' opinion about the movie, but let me start with just Eric Voss's, uh, by the way, go watch this on YouTube. It's great. Yeah. This is from Eric Voss, new rock stars. This is a story of a paranormal tour guide as he helps a single mom and her son with their newfound haunted mansion between the minor jump scares, heart wrenching and grim storyline. This movie just pulled off so many laughs and Uh, is a clear adaptation uh. of the ride at Disneyland. This movie is pretty much the experience of riding the ride at Disneyland. And I loved all the Easter eggs in it. So if you're oh, a fan of the it? Disney attraction, you're going to love this movie. If you like confused Danny DeVito, you'll love this movie. <laughs> An array of surprise Fair. cameos, a ton of Easter eggs, and just a lot of advice on grief and learning how to continue forth as the shell of a person you once were after losing a loved one. <laughs> That's okay. the Haunted Mansion. Is it a genuine? Uh, it's genuine. Yeah, it's genuine. Okay. I wasn't yeah. sure what they did at the end. I'm like, is this, is that tongue in cheek or not? Well, it I mean, genuine, genuine in that those are the opinions that this person who That's right. was probably paid Fair. by Disney to write this article most likely actually has. You know, I, I really appreciate. Uh, Eric Voss's YouTube channel. I really appreciate his, his, he's, his gives very honest feedback. He does have sponsors. Disney's not one of them, but clearly whoever wrote this, if it wasn't him, is a really big fan of Disney, the, the ride. Cause they, they went, I mean, there's a ton. Oh yeah. Found. If, mm. if you, if you are looking for ride references, this is the movie for you. Jimmy would enjoy being mugged if the mugger made an obscure Disney reference while robbing him blind. <laughs> I mean, he's right. he's right. He's absolutely right. Asher, so, you kidder. We'll talk he's about like, it. Hey, uh, you, you know who didn't make Tony Baxter didn't make the balloons in the land? It oh, was okay. Rolly Crump. Okay, fine. Uh, take it. Take spoiler it warning. Rolly um, Crump. I okay. I wrote first down of all, what you, I you. Sorry, you two nerds. I wasn't saying that. That means that Tony Baxter. Was in, it was just That's a why joke about Tony you. Baxter. That's, That's why I didn't correct was. you. It wasn't a special <laughs> correction. It was a Tony Baxter joke. It's a running Listener, joke. You'll understand this That's if why you I'm listen to the Supreme Resort. <laughs> uh, anyway, so want to focus a lot about that, but that opening statement, laughs, uh, mm-hmm. heart-wrenching. Sure. You could call those that. Sorry, I, 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 did you have a, yeah. 
I wrote down what I thought the movie was going to be in the like, Ooh. you know, uh, it was a very dark theater and I couldn't take notes and I was eating popcorn, which was good. <laughs> and that was a nice part of the experience. The popcorn was mm-hmm. good. Um, I wrote, okay. The mansion is alive and it's going to have an elevator in it, a spiritual elevator. But the mansion is dying and all the residents are going to be turned into Tiana's Bayou Adventure. What do we do? (laughs) So that's that's, deep cut from Audrey. It's going to like, you know, there's going to be twists. There's going to be turns. There's going to be death defying drops. And there weren't any of of those. Well, (laughs) I guess in a way. Yeah, there's a death defying drop because the whole hallway spins and. Yeah. That's true. Well, that's um, what I had. Did, I, you, did you guys do this? What, what? Did you guys do the same thing? No, I did not. And, and I couldn't. I, I. So my actually my prediction was that, and I'm not going to say right now whether it became true or not. My prediction was that I would hate this movie, um, for all the reasons that everyone Jimmy's nodding his head. Uh, anyone listening? Any regular listeners? Probably. Uh, agree with that assessment. Um, I, however, could not. All I also could not write notes because I saw this movie in 4DX. <laughs> which you felt this movie. I rode the movie <laughs> <laughs> in ways both pleasant and unpleasant. I can't wait to hear about that experience. Oh my goodness! Oh, man. <laughs> and I saw it with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Mama's boy. Uh, um, I did not think that this movie would have as much of the attraction in it. Yeah. But my takeaway is, and, and maybe it wasn't like uh, Eric Voss said, that it's pretty much the experience of riding the ride at Disneyland. I could see where he could land there, but but I really did like that if you've never been on this ride and you watch this movie and then you go on the ride, there's so much imagery that is in the ride from the movie it's the it's the opposite of Pirates of the Caribbean, where there's that ride with its IP, and then the Pirates of the Caribbean movies are are what they are. And yeah, there's some imagery from the rides, but if you're a little kid and you go see that movie and you fall in love with Jack Sparrow, and then you go to Disneyland and they don't have Jack Sparrow, right? You're like, what what's going on? This is is this a Pirates ride or not? Mm. Whereas this one, I'm not sad if I don't see Rosario Dawson. You know what I mean? Because I see mm. the Hatbox Ghost, and I see the you know a lot of the the imagery, the the hitchhiking ghosts, and we'll get to all the other Easter eggs. But yeah. I thought they managed it really well, and I didn't expect that there would be as much ride imagery as there was. Yeah, That's... Eric, you said you had something you thought it was going to be. Yeah, just just loose notes. I didn't write out thoroughly, but my my thought going in, based on one of the trailers that I saw, I don't think I saw the other trailer that came out. I think it was we just did it on Walkabout or something. Um, another hit show on the Years oh, Up Network. One of seven uh, that Eric is involved I, in. I, um, my, my take was an eclectic cast of interesting people, including Danny DeVito. <laughs> And many others hire Madame Leota to figure out what's wrong with this haunted house. And then she gets trapped in a a bubble. I mean, you're not mm. wrong. And um, I thought that she was, she started. Yeah. I, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, oh, right. Okay. And I was definitely predicting a, a doom buggy full of references. Mm-hmm. Nice. I was going for full reference mode. 
even yeah. though I came home after the movie and watched Pirates and went, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that at the end or something because I I did watch Pirates. I, I I wanted my thought going into the movie was let's compare it to my experience of watching Pirates for the first time and going, <laughs> it's the dog, and mm. and a few other things, but. That's an interesting conversation to have. I don't know. I'm just really glad that they got Jared Leto because, I mean, the movie without him would have been. Was he in the movie? I don't know. I don't think he was actually in it. <laughs> His voice might have been, but I don't know. Maybe. I mean, there's no, there's nothing discernible. It about was heavily Jared modulated. Leto. It could have been. It could have been, been literally an anyone. <laughs> Animation. Why couldn't they do it practically? It would have been. It would have been cool if they had practical, like, you know, prosthetics and stuff. I, Speaking as someone who knows how to do makeup a little, not that kind of makeup, sus- but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I suspect that they were like, okay, let's get Jared Leto. That's a good idea. And then at some point, someone was like, he's just going to show up and like mail rats to everybody. Should we just, let's just do CGI mm, and then I just give him credit. That they just, yeah. Like we want your name because there's there are Jared Leto fans, so we'll just pay you four million dollars yeah, to use your name. He'll he'll be fine. Yeah, it's like phoning. But it like in, you said, it was so modulated; it might not have been. Again. Yeah, he literally called in on a phone. They called him. <laughs> <Might as well. laughs> they were like, "We just want your name." Jared, nope. can you say the following things out yeah. of context <laughs> <laughs> through your iPhone? Um, the special anyway, effects. Anyway, so. Can we talk about them? We'll get into yeah. it. They look like bad. They look bad. It looked like a bad video game. I didn't like this movie. Mm. You know what makes bad video games better, though? What? A, a moving chair. Yeah, good point. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm not and convinced. Mm. The theater's spitting on you. Mm-hmm. The theater. Oh, the theater <laughs> spits on you whenever feasibly possible. <laughs> okay, if, so if, if you want to know when to be shocked by something suddenly appearing... In 40X, they conveniently have a little thing by the side, a little air cannon by the side of your ear that goes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Several times. Several times. Oh, <laughs> the past has finally come to life. The dream of so many schlock guys. Oh, yeah. In the 50s. <laughs> so this right, movie, Jimmy. what actually happened, uh, very much like uh, the Disneyland attraction, this movie opens up in New Orleans because, you know, the ride's in New Orleans Square. And Madame Leota says, welcome foolish mortals, just like the ghost host from the ride. That's mm-hmm. Easter egg number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet Ben Meltheus as Ben. He's an astrophysicist developing a camera to detect dark matter. He meets and marries Alyssa. She's a ghost tour guide and becomes entranced with her belief in the supernatural. At this time, when he meets her, Ben says he doesn't drink much, so he and Alyssa share a beer. After Alyssa dies in a car accident, Ben then gives up his career and he become, he continues to run her ghost tour for her. Um, that transition shows that he's like clearly day drunk now. Yeah. He's very depressed about losing his wife. He's he lives on Royal Street, mm-hmm. which is fun. That's, uh, a, we see- that's, a, hidden, that's a hidden Mickey because it's Royal <laughs> Street. The dialogue it's a hidden mansion. in the first scene is like so I don't know. Is that how people talk now? I, I don't leave my house often enough. Kids, like I leave my house enough, but 
Is this how every like, time I meet an movie. astrophysicist, that's how that's how I talk to him. I just like, but I liked I'm, it. I'm, I thought I'm not it was a tour guide. Charming. I thought that it worked. They had enough in common while being different to complement each other. I, it didn't bother me. Yeah, I you wasn't know what? I, upset about that. I bought it. I didn't you know believe it. First thirty seconds, I, I was like, "Nope." I thought it was a different movie. Well, this is nice. My seat isn't moving anymore. And <laughs> there's some character development happening. Let's see what the characters have to say. And I yeah. enjoyed what they were saying because it was a brief moment where I was just able to focus on some aspect of the movie that was the movie. When the yeah. love part happened, when they fell in love, they didn't like artificially warm your chest. They, if they <laughs> could have, if they could have, I guarantee you they would have. Even butterflies. Uh, we also, guys, we see Lafayette Cemetery, but in the movie they call it Fernet Cemetery. As the jazz man plays a jazz band, a U-Haul truck drives by, and it's featuring a man with a skull on the U-Haul truck. This is, of course, the the protagonist's U-Haul truck. Normal U-Haul trucks in New Orleans feature classic Mardi Gras mask and jester. Also, we get a shot of the truck driving on the causeway, which mm-hmm. this it's, is a long is- bridge... It's very bumpy, by the way. And I, is you know how I know this? According to 40X. <laughs> yeah, 40X. It's be. not that bumpy, but it is it's really not. creepy. It's, it it's is very rather creepy. bumpy. <laughs> so the, this causeway bridge connects Mandeville to Metairie in Louisiana. <laughs> and what's interesting is we got the same shot in the first Haunted Mansion movie when the family's driving away from the mansion. Mm-hmm. And this is our protagonist driving towards the mansion. Oh. Uh-huh. By the way, that, that, <laughs> that drive is bumpy every single time and every time takes it oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> now we know um, good old so American go. infrastructure <laughs> over a swamp <laughs> yep so the Haunted Mansion in the movie is like the aesthetics are identical it's clearly bigger than the the ride show building uh, but the pillars are the same the design of the guardrails are the same colors the windows it's all identical to the California one, which Correct. is which, which is we'll get into one. the Disney yes. World one. Yes, get into this with Rolly Crump. Uh, so far, how we how we doing? Audrey's still unhappy. <laughs> oh, Dan, I mean, like in this Dan's moment in real life, I feel fine. But yeah, I was I was <laughs> like, ah, this popcorn's pretty good, though. <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> Dan's getting a butt massage. Yeah, no, I uh, it was. Um, so far, and uh, when I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking, okay, I'm waiting for it to start sucking. Right now, like, it's not. Are you talking about the theater? You're waiting for the theater to start sucking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for, waiting for the little thing. It's giving come, you a massage. Come out. <laughs> By the way, there was a discussion about whether we were going to turn keep the water on or turn it off. That's That's a part of I can't remember what I um, <laughs> You have a choice. Did they pull oh the audience? Everybody's like, on. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like, I mean, is it a, it was the dialogue great? No. Did, were they talking like people I've ever seen in real life? No. But like, I, I know what I'm, I, I know the movie I'm watching, right? It, and it does, and, and it, at no point at this point had it crossed over the line to like, what the hell are you doing? That's yeah, what okay. I'm that's. And that's kind of what I'm expecting to happen at any moment that like that moment where it's just like, Oh, what? no, no, I, 
cannot accept this. That's so, fair. We're not That's listener. Fair. Stay tuned to if that moment ever happens. Uh-huh. Ooh. So <laughs> get your popcorn single mother, now. That's right. <laughs> and your massage chair. Uh-huh. Um, single mother Gabby and her son Travis moved to Gracie Manor. Now, Audrey, uh, fun yes. fact, it's called Gracie Manor. It's also called okay. Gracie Manor in Disneyland. Okay. And it's named after an Imagineer who worked on the ride called Yale Gracie. All right. Uh, my... <laughs> Uh, I I thought the mom was dressed very old fashioned, and I was like confused at what time period the mom and son were showing up to the house in. I thought they could have been also well dressed. Maybe they could have been ghosts. Yeah, the son was uh, well dressed. I think the like answer thought... is timeless. Timeless oh. is the era. Right. I thought they were coming from like the seventies, and somehow look. I think it's Lakeith, <laughs> right? The actor or Sam? Yeah. The main character, no, his main character's name is Ben. Ben. Okay, so Ben was clearly from the 2020s, but then they showed up. But then they were driving like a brand new BMW, and I was like, wait a second, what's going on here? Why are they dressed like idiots? So, Ben, (laughs) costume designers, what are you doing? um, I don't know, they're on strike probably. Um, Lakeith is a phenomenal actor. He is. Yes. I liked him in that. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed him. Yeah. He was in Get Out and yeah. uh, like a, a movie about phone calls or something. Did you guys see that one? Phone booth? That was, uh, that was, uh, Colin Farrell. <laughs> Thank you. No, that was no, 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 no. I'll look it up later. It's, it was a it was minor like character indie. in, in, um, Knives Out. Oh, that's right. Uh, one yeah. of the He's really good. I like He's one of the lot. detectives. I was He's a good looking dude. He's a good actor. Yeah. I, I I I went I watched it with a friend and I was like, Oh, this actor's really good, so but and, and then the writing movie, is they, bad. Well it is. The dialogue I'll be more specific, the dialogue is is weird to me. The dialogue is really forced. I agree Whether that's not, why when he was selling the bad dialogue, I was impressed. Yeah, no kidding. Especially that scene when he talks about, well, we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> all right. So so the idea is they want to turn this into a bed and breakfast, right? That was the idea. Mm-hmm. And then they, when they get there, they learn that it's haunted with ghosts. So when Travis, it's the son, opens the door, we see a ghoulish lion head, dead center, and a stake, snake-like handle, which is at the Haunted Mansion attraction at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Travis gets into his room of only cobwebs and he's greeted by Constance. Yes. Audrey Constance in the ride. Constance Hatchaway <laughs> is a ghost who stays in the attic with her hatchet. She's decapitated her five husbands and waits for more suitors to kill. This Ooh, is why la, la. you should like the movie. <laughs> Constance, <laughs> isn't that robbing the cradle a little bit? He seems a bit young for you. Come on, sis. Well, she wasn't go. into him. <laughs> She's she just was a, looking she's for her next ride. victim to Maybe. behead. Yeah. I don't know if they were going to be wed, but oh, oh, oh. <laughs> do you mean do you show. mean Imagineering, Audrey? Huh? You know, <laughs> I wonder. I like making crafts and stuff and designing characters. Like I could do that. Whatever. It's like it's hard. <laughs> so there's there's moving armor. We yeah. see it's in this. It's in the preview, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't seen the movie, that armor head moves. 
There's a little bit of that in the ride, right? Little moving armor. There is also, armor that moves. It's not prom- it's not like a major Yeah, it just kind of rattles a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Also, like in the ride, a ghost will follow and haunt you until you return. I really liked that touch. That was so nice. The, I mean, at the, at the end of the ride, Audrey, um, <laughs> it says that the, the narrator says there are these hitchhiking ghosts, right? In the ride, there's three. I remember being very scared by that when I first went on it as a kid. That was one of the things that I remembered from my first visit when I was like eight or whatever. Nine, so once six. you've entered the mansion, they'll haunt you until you return. One of these ghosts are going to c- follow you home. Mm-hmm. So that's the premise of this movie. Mm-hmm. Just like the ride, you're going to be haunted until you return. Um, and then you'll be back, says the hatbox ghost as they leave. So in the logic of this movie, this is the best I could tell, it takes about two hours until you're scared or irritated to come back to the house. I think that's right. <laughs> It takes two hours. Irritated irritated by the ghost. ghost. Um, What if you're like a really patient person? Because I'm pretty patient. (laughs) I'll be like, oh, I I don't want to interrupt this ghost while they're haunting. I'll just, uh, you know. Well, and Ben Ben took home uh, a sea captain. Sea captain. Mm. Yeah, I was going to get to that. that There's there's a lot about the sea captain, the mariner. Right. Uh, Who was interesting. I mean... I wanted That's to know all from the rides. Oh, got it. But, I'll tell I mean, you more. <laughs> outside of where it fits on the ride, what I liked about it in the movie was that, you know, he's. There's some context that you're, I think, going to add, but then uh, he, the, 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 the Mariner just wants to watch like. Uh, deadliest catch. Like the greatest cat. Deadliest the catch. The deadliest <laughs> catch. I have that written down. So it's funny. A good touch. Um, and I just realized I skipped ahead a little bit in the movie. A lot of it. Uh, right. A lot of it. Um, but yeah, the ghost following you home. I think that was the first moment where I was like, okay, they're dealing with a ride element that th- th- the movie didn't necessarily have to use, but I like that they used it because well, it's it, kind of the premise of the movie. Well, I mean, I don't know about premise, but it's well, a, the it's, premise of what keeps him there. It's it's a it's a reason for them to return. It's a major plot point, right? I guess that's um, the point. Yeah, it would have been and cool. so. In, like he was a so physicist. I, like, why didn't they use more of that for the reason to keep him around? Mm. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we'll get to the camera. Yeah, yeah. But, we well, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, they, I, they I abandoned it. Is what I was going to get to. They abandoned it. <laughs> they sure did. Yeah, it was a it was a huge plot point and then they just threw it away yeah, yeah. I, I i think they bit I was off just more impressed. than they could chew with it i think which is why they had to maybe it. i think i think this movie does a fair amount of that but um i i think what impressed me what started to impress me in, in this moment was see i was expecting it to be just a reference dump which it is in some ways but in the ways that relate to the story like yeah, there's stuff in the background, and there's uh, there's a lot of like sort of B or C level references that don't have anything to do do with the story. But any of the references that have something to do with the story are done in a way that like makes sense and suit the story, and don't make me hate that part of the ride. Yeah, I forget at what point in the movie, but there's a portrait 
gallery. There's like a bunch of portraits and Ben gets stuck on the one of the Mariner. Right. And that we're talking about now. The Mariner is another Easter egg. That portrait lives at Tokyo Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Oh. The Mariner is a ghost of a sea captain who drowned at sea. And of course, during that scene, we get a, a glimpse of the white busts, you know, that follow you, the eyes. Creepy. Um, we're, uh, we'll get to that later, that duelists and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, Dan, to your point, um, when he follows him home, he keeps changing the channel to the deadliest catch. Right. And <laughs> Jimmy, here's here's why you hired me for this episode. Yes, sir. <laughs> By the <laughs> way, um, the uh, white M&Ms haven't arrived yet. Oh, <laughs> you're right. I totally forgot. Oh, well, when they if do, it'll, led, be one sure at a time. it'll be one at a time. <laughs> they would have, a, um, they would have a lot to say about that. I wouldn't know. Oh, I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I remember them. The Australians. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I have a thing. I won't be able to eat just one. I, I have to eat things in twos. So it's, mm. it's, it's a whole thing. Don't worry about it. I didn't put it in the writer. Uh, but but the reason I'm here is because the the Mariner is actually a reference to one of the earlier concepts of the ride where they had developed – this is back when the ride was going to be a walking tour. And they had right. developed this illusion where they told the same story of the Mariner that and his, his, his wife. Um, and they had this whole effect where a puddle of water would form – and you would see you kind of looking down on it on the, the room from above, a puddle of water would form and you'd see a ghost above it and it would fly at you and dissipate. I remember Ooh. hearing about that. And it, it was a really apparently it worked very well, but only when you were standing absolutely still, which meant that once they moved to the Omni Mover system, they had to completely abandon it because right. you had to be in exactly the right place for this to really work. So speaking of abandoned things, Audrey, again, this is this is for you to appreciate because you don't know the ride as well as we do. Mm-hmm. So the hat box ghost, Jared Leto, was like it was an opening day effect. Mm-hmm. There's this this animatronic figure whose face was on his head and he was carrying a hat box and then his head would then end up being in the hat box instead of being on his head. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it was like it was lore forever. And then like 2010 they started putting him in a bunch of advertisements and whatnot. And he kind of became a cult favorite. And then in the 50th anniversary of Disneyland, they added him to the ride. Mm. And when Guillermo del Toro was going to do this movie, it was going to be about the Hatbox Ghost. That was going to be what? his movie. Guillermo del, yeah. uh, Guillermo yes, del Toro? <laughs> He's yeah, an he amazing director. He was director. attached to this for a while. Yeah. Oh, that so, would so anyway, good. That character was added to Disneyland in 2015 at the end of the attic where the bride is. Mm-hmm. He's kind of standing outside. There's all kinds of lore around him. They're adding that same animatronic to Disney World. And the, what I've been told, boys, is that he's going to be added to the endless hallway. Yeah. Huh. I think so. we'll we'll need to get into that after we talk about. Yeah, that. we've taken we've we've completely diverted you from the plot, Jimmy. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so Ben is <laughs> visited by the, movie. the priest and exorcist <laughs> Father Kent, Part of the course. And, and he <laughs> hires him to photograph the ghost. Camera again. Once Ben is initially incredulous, until he returns home and is haunted by a ghost mariner because he crossed the threshold, who forces him to return to the mansion. Ben learns that Gabby, Travis, and Kent have also fallen victim to hauntings, forcing them to stay in the mansion. So anyone can be a hitchhiking ghost, not just the three. Seems uh, like it. Yeah, that seems like it. I think they. I think like 
maybe they take a liking to. It's like when you, you know, when you adopt a cat. It's like it's they like your select you. You don't select them. Yeah. Your Patronus, okay. your pan, your demon. If yes. you're in the yes. Golden Compass book, expecto Patronus. Yeah. What, what's your what's <laughs> your ghost that haunts you when you go home? Like, if a ghost had to pick you, which one would it be? Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Bette Midler's character. Are they ghosts? They're not ghosts. They're witches. No, I don't know. I was making yeah, a Sex in the City reference because this movie's oh, all about you, references you, i'm more true. blanche blanche Deborah. <laughs> too soon yeah uh yeah all right so real quick ben and ben and kent recruit harriet who's a, a psychic that's um tiffany haddish she's great she is uh, funny. she has legitimate powers and they steal blueprints of the mansion from Haunted House historian, Professor Bruce Davis, who's Danny DeVito. The group finds a hidden seance room and Harriet manages to contact the spirit of Gracie, who leaves a written message instructing them to talk to the legendary Madame Leota. Mm -hmm. Upon trying to do so, a mysterious entity forces Harriet out of the house. Bruce arrives shortly afterwards oh, by and the becomes way, haunted. When, when she gets thrown out of the house. Oh, hold on. I've got that. You, we get thrown out of the house with her. Yes, we do. We so get, the seance, oh. the seance room has a different chair for each person. There's a wicker leather chair for Harriet that resembles a doom buggy. The bear, the chair for Ben has the same pattern as the chair on the attraction ride. We see uh, Roly Crump. What's that? It's a Roly Crump chair. Yeah, Roly Crump chair. Um. Kent has a rustic chair with heart-like designs. Travis has the tiny wooden boy chair. And Gabby has a black and red velvet chair with a raven. And this is the chair we see with Madame Leota in the Haunted Mansion. Mm -hmm. mm. It's, almost like the it's almost like the movie knows that the ride exists and that we are looking for these things. That's but right. yeah, when, when she gets thrown out of the mansion, we go bumping along with her in 40X. Oh, I so, bet. Yeah, yeah if you want the, the chair full experience... Does it like lift up? Is it on hydraulics and it kind of like? Bloom? Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, you you we you feel it towards the beginning of the movie going experience. You feel it lift up and it's like, oh, here we go. And, Does it make um, you wear a seatbelt? Uh, no, but okay. a seatbelt would have been handy when I was watching the trailer for the Meg Two. <laughs> <laughs> Even the trailers. Yes. And another, another fun feature of 40X is you're not really ever sure what perspective your motion is having. Like, oh, you interesting. Know, sometimes, yeah. Like, so you're outside of the car, but you can feel what's happening in the car. Or mm. sometimes if there's, oh, a tug of war with like a hat, for example, then like, I guess you're the hat. <laughs> and so you get pulled back and forth. Oh boy. <laughs> there is no consistency at all. <laughs> and That's it's making as many choices as they can. It's absolutely yeah. delightful. Yeah. Imagine no, being and the I, person I, in charge of designing that. Just like, oh God, what decision? I, how do we make this choice though? So it's like part of the I think movie, I think the I think the decision process is um if we don't do something here, will someone complain that we should have done something here? And usually the answer is yes. So they're like, I guess people are hats now. Oh. Uh. <laughs> All right. Playful spooks have interrupted our tour. Please remain seated in your doom buggy.
We will proceed in just a moment. We have been unavoidably detained by prankish spirits. Kindly remain seated in your doom buggy, please. We will continue our tour momentarily. Uh, so then Bruce Danny DeVito comes in shortly afterwards and he becomes haunted. The, cr- the group feels most comfortable in the stretching room from the ride. Same wallpaper, same portraits. That's where they kind of live. Is Something it that was observed. Like that they didn't have to design anything for this movie. They just went to the ride and were like, okay, we'll use that. We'll pick that. Great. Just copy this. I, like, I actually, I don't. I'm inclined normally to fall on the laziness thing, but I think it might have been smart that they they definitely gave you a sense of the bigness of the mansion, but any sets, most sets that they used, except for uh, there's a bedroom that isn't in the ride. The most of the room sets, is better lit. I yeah, would say. most most of the rooms in the ride. Uh, or most of the rooms in the movie have an analog to something in the ride, which I think is kind of yes. smart. And they managed to as, as poorly written as the movie is in general, I think it's smartly written. And I think that having them have what is, what ends up becoming the stretching room um, as like their safe haven, they mm-hmm. kind of explain it through some amount of like, just that's the only room where things don't go plot. crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's like because we, in the ride, that's where things are kind of safe before you go into. Right, so they they kind of explain it enough to where it's like this is kind of the only room that's safe, and then that it frees them up to to not have to show more things of the mansion than there are in the ride. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, and. And I don't think it's laziness, Audrey, because it's not like they filmed this movie in the ride. They had to recreate no. and design all this stuff. What it is, is you've got this 60-year-old ride that fans love, and it's a, a sort of a cult following of sorts. What they Disney is it. doing is creating for all new generations interest in this ride, and now it will become relevant. That's what's going on. Okay. Uh, they've tried it with several different properties. They tried it with Tomorrowland. They've, they've tried it. And I think they did a successful job at making this ride now more relevant. Because when you're on the ride, you're like, oh, I saw that. And I saw that. And I saw that. And this is what's really going on in this mansion. Or what had happened before. Whatever it is. I think it ends up becoming kind of a, an origin story or a prequel for the mansion. I think which, you're right. Oh. Which I but the 999 Happy Haunts and all that stuff. like it's It's all in the ride at the same time, though. It's just like... So we talked about Pirates of the Caribbean earlier and how, and maybe that's because the Pirates ride is a bigger world in general. It it, it has a few different uh, settings, but like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies took this idea and then built an entire world using some small amount of references. Whereas like the Haunted right. Mansion, granted it is a single location, like the haunted mansion is just staying inside the box at all times with like some Stay additional detail. Mansion. Yeah. So like, yes, they are a little more constrained, well, but like one the of the world things they, they did, Audrey is they, they opened up the world to the Hatbox ghost's house 
and the Hatbox Ghost House, the Crump House, is mm-hmm. the Florida Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I f- yeah. I I in, while we were watching the movie, I was like, I bet that that building must be the Florida version of the ride. Mm-hmm. I didn't right. I didn't we're- know at the time, but I, I had this feeling, and it's like, so yeah, you're connecting those two things, but like, I think I don't know. Wouldn't it have? I don't know. I think, Audrey, what I said in the chat is if you knew the ride as well as we did, I think you would enjoy it better because there's so many visual references. I'm not saying you would have liked it as a good movie. I'm just saying you would have appreciated it more because it would have meant more to you. Um, One of the things that I thought was real dumb, and I'm sorry, Dan. That's fine. um, They got there, but like he's trying to collect a thousand souls, the Hatbox Ghost. Mm-hmm. And like 35 years ago, he was at 933, but since then he's gotten 66 more, <laughs> whatever. So now he's at 999. He's not a good businessman. <laughs> no, um, he's not. I, yeah. I think so. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just reveal that I did enjoy this. I did enjoy watching this movie, possibly because of the format. Um, and I think that if I watched it in a regular setting, I probably would have after a few minutes been like, okay, this is dumb. I don't like that. They're doing this. I, I don't even, why I think I would have gotten into that nitpicky mode and the 40 X format just for future That's reference. You. If there's, Involved. if there's any movie that you're like, that looks stupid, but possibly <laughs> fun and enjoyable. See it in 40 X. Cause it'll totally do that for you. Um, I have, but I think Dan. that, yeah, yeah. I think that, um, the, the comparison needs to be made between Pirates and Haunted Mansion movies. And I think the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, possibly movies, plural, are better movies than this movie is as a movie. And I think that this movie, if you... I think it's good for people with... I think it's really good to get buy-in for people who... um just kind of, if you're somebody who just like, I need a cinematic universe to, to graft this onto, I, I, the visual references, I did not care about, but I liked the, again, the plot references, how they mm-hmm. used elements of the ride to suit the plot in a way that made sense, even, even in ways that, even if they were a little ham handed, it worked for usually. Um, but I don't know. I think the most useful thing for this movie that I really started to appreciate was um, it's not scary, but it's scary. Like if you're, if you're, if you, if you have kids that are like interested in scary movies, this is a great movie for that. Cause it actually has legitimate scares for that like age range. I, got I wasn't scared. Jump scares. I wasn't scared, scared at all. At no point. I was a big boy. Um, I was. I, and, I had to hide my face, but I scared easily. So <laughs> no. I mean, I appreciate. I appreciate what it did for that genre. What it has. What is trying to do for that genre. And I. I saw the. When I was watching, I think this is what I'm trying to get to. When I was watching the movie, the whole time, I was trying to get to this place of okay. Does this take away from the ride? Does this make me? Does it make me like the ride less or does it does it overpower the ride or does it meet the ride in a way that makes sense? Mm. And to me, yeah, I, so some of the references, there are probably more references than I personally needed, but it 
didn't feel over, it didn't feel heavy with them. And it just kind of worked in general. And I rode the ride on the way home after watching this and it did not ruin it for me. (laughs) So what I think is, and Eric, you can, you can chime in. What I think that these two attractions are, are basically identical. Audrey, they were created at the same time. There are a couple of different, slightly different show scenes, different buildings, Mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. So they tied those in. But there's a lot of fan fiction of what the story is. When the Disneyland, they were both developed at the same time. There is no story. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so what I think this movie is doing is trying to shoehorn the story that we're watching so that when you go in the ride, you can associate the story you saw with the ride you're seeing, regardless of which one you see. I see. And that's elements that's smart of, of each ride. I think so. My, I think they did, they did that effectively without shoving it down your throat. What I, I think I'm trying to get at with my perspective is that, the problem that the pirates movies, the pirates ride has now that the movies exist is, mm-hmm. is a better problem to have. It's better to have the problem of we made some really good movies and now maybe we can sort of add a few of these elements to this ride versus we have this incredible ride. Let's make a movie with all of the parts of the ride, but nothing adds to the ride. Like the problem of having to like, Oh, maybe we could fit in this really cool character from this movie. That was a standalone piece of work, piece of art, piece of media. Be that right. Maybe give a little bit more to the Hatbox ghost. Like, yeah, that's just my point is the problem that pirates has is a better problem to have than Mm -hmm. what Eric, Eric, what say you? Well, what say I, 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 Audrey, I I do agree with the pirates issue because like I said, I I was the whole time I was, I was trying to be in the movie. I like, Mm -hmm. that's generally the way I approach a movie. The first time I see it, I don't want to think ahead. I don't want to second guess, but I was kind of filing away some ideas and then I unpacked it with my wife on the drive home. And pirates is a very different movie because of what it is. It's allowed to build a world. Yeah. And when they created a, a storyline and then it worked and they just expanded it. And quite a few people consider that it worked. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm among them. I love the pirates movies. Uh, It's, it's believable because you're talking about a concept that is out on the open sea. It's something that spanned decades and it's much bigger half of the known world, but thinking about haunted mansion i'm kind of with jimmy it didn't need to be more because it's it's a house and they managed to make it two houses i thought for sure at the beginning that i'm like ah the sequel's gonna be in the northeast house it still could Um, be and it still could be but but yeah i i like that concept that they managed to fit it in and build a story i i think they did cram in a few too many references like dan is saying but the ones that i saw like they were in some of them were in the background, like, Hey, that portrait changed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't look, it's changing. Mm-hmm. And it's a flash of here's the, here's the Escher room that you only get in, in Walt Disney world. And yeah, which they have in the, in the movie. Right. Ben's yeah. exploring and he sees the endless staircases and all that. Right. Yeah. I mean, some of the things, and then it, some of them are completely made up like the, like the hallways spinning and people and floors dropping out. I, I liked that stuff. I think that those effects went pretty well. The odd physics in the house that you don't actually get on the ride, but um, 
I enjoyed, yeah, just saying the same as Dan, I enjoyed the whole movie. I have some quibbles about the end, but that's just them reaching too far. So Dan mentioned something about something about a cinematic universe. So this is something I found. Uh, Travis, the kid, he has a, an array of action <clears throat> figures sitting in that tent that he's oh, in. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And kind of this is from uh, um, uh, the New Rock Stars again. Uh, it says it reminds me of Cole in The Sixth Sense. But the most notable action figure, of course, is Black Panther. Later, when Kent is creating a dream team, he uses Namor to represent Bruce and Storm to represent Harriet. And there's a red figurine that is Doctor Strange. And remember, later they do, there's some astral projection. So there you go. Uh, then Travis is playing Marvel Monopoly alone. The astral and projection this, was a fun sequence. Yeah. yeah. But that's a Doctor Strange thing. So hmm. anyway, little, some Marvel Cinematic Universe little things. They have the Marvel Monopoly is playing it alone. That's very sad. I used to play Monopoly <laughs> alone. Poor kid. Also very sad. Oh, God. <laughs> Eric. Uh, it was Star Wars Monopoly, though. The, oh, the seance room. What they go in the nerd. seance room. I, <laughs> I think the portrait they go in is the April to December portrait with the young woman who turns old. Mm-hmm. I think that's that portrait that seems to fit that's another thing too about this is that you can kind of put a finger on oh i think that's that portrait but it's very rarely a direct like straight up copy of the thing yeah i don't know um okay more plot uh the group stay at the mansion where they proceed to look for leota's ghost ben goes into the attic where he runs afoul of a ghostly bride constant hatchway by the way that finds- attic looks Spot exactly on. like the, yeah. and and I and I mean and I actually mean that in a complimentary way. It was like, okay. oh wow, I'm there. Yeah. Um, that, so the bride he is finds. Creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quite. Oh, and by, and and we in the in the seats, the seats were very scared of the bride. By the way. Were they? <laughs> the did they, did they yes. do a jump scare? They were very scared. Um, so runs a foul of ghost bride and finds a locked trunk upon examining the contents. They find a crystal ball, which houses Leota. Also and don't forget it falls down the, the stairs and we do too. <laughs> oh, I bet you. Right. <laughs> oh, we're everything. We're everything oh. in the movie. If it Amazing. moves, you're it. It's That's wonderful. Funny. Even if it's not from that vantage point, you're watching it, someone fall down the stairs. Especially if you're it's still- not. Oh, okay. <laughs> So Leota reveals that William Gracie bought the mansion and recruited Leota to try to contact the spirit of his dead wife every night for a full year, releasing hundreds of ghosts into the mansion before an evil entity tricked Gracie into taking his own life and trapped Leota inside her crystal ball. Harriet attempts to perform an astral projection for more answers, but ends up sending Ben out of his body who discovers Gracie as well as the evil entity, the Hatbox ghost. Now this scene Ben is incredibly sad about his dead wife. And mm-hmm. in order to do the astral projection, you have to ba- basically be emotionally open. And when vulnerable. they do, do the seance, he's more vulnerable than she is. So he's the one that astral projects. I liked, uh, yeah, I don't know. When the hat box You're ghost was not revealed, I liked how ominous he felt. I, I will give him that. And I, I, again, I said the astral projection thing was fun and I still stand by that. That was cool. Yeah, it was a nice had, How did they get all those cameras see... set up in there, though? Like, see. Oh, he the... did at the beginning. He was setting up cameras. Oh. But, uh, no, but they didn't have the screen set up in the seance room. That's true. And why? Just... But, 
why if you did watch the movie in Jamie 40X, Curtis, it doesn't matter. Why did they make her so CGI'd? Uh, like she looked awful. She, well, she was on Zoom, and she. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I what? think I'd that they were it. trying That's to absolutely get. It. I think they were trying to get her to look like the ball in the ride. Right. Even but her ma- her, her voice and mannerisms. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what they no. could have done, they could have done what's in the ride with CGI if they wanted to. They could have, you know, what's her name's mom? I no, I, I Jennifer I, Tilly. I do, no, that's a different movie. Uh, <laughs> the ride, uh, uh, the two thousand three so, favorite movie. person. Uh, God, what's her? Leota Toom's daughter, Kim Irvine. So, real quick, Madame Leota, um, Audrey was mm-hmm. voiced by the wicked stepmother from Cinderella and she was also Maleficent. Maleficent. Um, so she, that was her voice, but the face was actually done by an Imagineer. Her name mm. is Leota Toombs. Leota Toombs. And mm-hmm. so the actual person's Leota Toombs, that's Madame Leota. Her, her daughter is named Kim Irvine, who's also an Imagineer. She's the best Imagineer. Second and here's best. her mother speak. Because yeah. wow. her mother, at the end of the ride, there's what they call Little Leota, and she says, hurry back. Mm-hmm. That's that's the actual Leota Toombs saying those words. Wow. Jimmy would enjoy being mugged if the mugger made an obscure Disney reference while You've already said this. <laughs> He's been happening. Uh, he doesn't sure. know what he said. Okay, so this, this part's kind of fun. Um, Hassan Minaj is in this movie. So the next morning after this whole seance thing, Bruce and Ben go to a sketch artist. It's <laughs> yeah. played by Hassan Minaj. And he describes this the thing that he saw, and it's perfect. This <laughs> is a perfect nice. rendering, and he's added skin. That um, was a good bit. It, and what I loved about that, I don't know about loved, what I enjoyed about that part was in the trailer, it, it's played off in this way where it's like, I don't know, I didn't know the tone of the whole movie from the trailer, so I was just like, Oh, he just happens to get it perfectly, and that's kind of stupid. But in when you're in the movie, I think you realize more that he's kind of almost mockingly. He's like, "Okay, yeah, fine, I'm going right. to draw exactly what you're telling me. Exactly. There's no possible way this is right, and I'm going to show it to you, and you're going to realize the absurdity of what you just told me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, it's played. Almost the the acting with Masan Hassan Manamana Nicki Minaj with Nicki Minaj. Um, he was he was very subtly communicating that like these people are idiots. I'm just going to give them what they're exactly. He does it very well. Yeah, that's my problem. Is like everybody in the movie talks like that at all times. It's all quippy and like uh huh yeah like. Oh, you're you're an astrophysicist. Well, that's funny. I do ghost tours. Like we're we're getting married now. I'm like, are we? Are oh, you gonna yeah, stay we're in the hotel? We're the same. Like, oh, I'm a priest, but am I? I don't know. <laughs> I'm Owen Wilson, but like that's how Spoiler. everybody God. talks the <laughs> whole time. It is so irritating. Except for when they're like, now's the time for me to give my monologue about how I'm terribly yeah. torn up and in grief yeah. and suffering. But like well, Audrey, it doesn't. It's just there's no on ramp or off ramp. It's just like we're quipping and now we're serious. That's the so that's how they talk in the ride. So <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I. You don't even know. I, I, I like. I, hey, see, get into the seat. Make sure the the bar is on your legs or whatever. I don't care. Do I? Whatever. 
return back or be haunted forever. Okay, get off the ride. Whatever. We don't care. Disneyland. <laughs> well, this so is I, a stretch and this is not what you're saying, but the hmm. ride is in fact a little bit of both. It's kind of spooky and then at the end it's fun and whimsical and boop yeah. boop, 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 boop so in a way that's not I don't think that's the point they're trying to make, but in a way mm-hmm. it does fit. I I, yeah. I think so I completely identify what you're saying and I I, com- I agree completely with what you're saying. And and um I think where I was able to not be completely bothered that, by that was first of all moving seats. And second, I think it was <laughs> also like it just feels like and I I realize this isn't necessarily a compliment, but I mean it as one. It mm-hmm. feels very much like one of those old throwaway live action movie, live action Disney movies, like like the the cat from outer space or something like that, where it's just it's like it's this goofy idea. You go in knowing it's a goofy idea, like Darby O'Gill and the Little People. It's just like I'm gonna okay, whatever. Let's see what they do. And all they have to do is not completely fail and not completely. <laughs> and like, and there, there's this agreement between myself and the movie or the audience in the movie that like, yeah, it's going to, there's going to be some amount of that tone sometimes updated for the, t- for the time period. Of course, um, there's going to be some kind of like loosey goosey with the emotional content with the writing quality. It's really going to be like, okay, beat to beat to beat. But, um, I think I would believe long- that if it seemed like all the actors wanted to be there and none of them, felt oh, they like didn't, they wanted to be there. They on certain days, I think they felt they cert- certainly wanted to be there, but, I I guess my point is the movie didn't need them to want to be there in order to work. Mm-hmm. All they had to do was make it so that um, a kid could experience some scary moments and then have the parent be like, well, if you could make it through the movie, you could definitely make it through the ride. And then mm. they also had to make it so that people just kind of forgot that the other movie existed. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we're sorry that – oh, Eric's back. Sorry, I was apologizing. Eric had to leave. Um, <clears throat> all right, so let's uh, – we'll never end. Um, so the the Hassan Minaj's sketch is so accurate, they were able to go through like forensic you know, historical documents to find out this is Alistair Crump. Mm-hmm. They didn't spend any time on it, which was great. We didn't have to see them going to a library. Exactly. <laughs> so f- for your reference, another person that worked on the ride, Audrey, is named Rolly Alistair Crump. Alistair Crowley. Oh, sorry. So Rolly Crump. The name, no, this is where to get now, but the guy, boys, you'll know that the last name of this groundskeeper who's scared with the dog, who's a ghost in this movie, um, also named Crump. Are they related? Uh? Great. Um, his last name is Crump. The groundskeeper's last name is Crump. Uh, I don't he was, he was kind of a ghost in the movie. He was, was a ghost he? in the movie. Yeah. But anyway, so Alistair so. Crump is a uh, rich heir who killed his fellow socialites out on revenge for his father's abusive behavior and the death of his mother before being beheaded himself by uh, mutinous servants. Crump proceeds to lock the mansion down, but Ben, Kent, and Travis manage to escape. They find Crump Manor, which is, of course, an homage to the Disney World Haunted Mansion, yes. which has now become a historical site. Now, this scene... Uh, and we learned from the Mariner, by the way, who followed them, because, you know, ghosts will follow you home. 
that Crump needs someone to willingly give up their life and become the mansion's 1,000th spirit in order to escape the mansion. That's how Crump can get out. Travis then finds Crump's hat, which they can use as part of a ritual to banish Crump back to the afterlife. What are Renona Ryder and Dan Levy doing in this movie? Uh, Great question. Especially Dan Levy. <laughs> right? He's I just think, like in it for 30 seconds. And he's in was, the main title credits. I think Winona Ryder there was there. Because as, of Beetlejuice? I think she was there as the Nightmare Before Christmas reference. Oh, was she there just so they could show off like the. She wasn't in that movie. Ride attendant but, costumes? Possibly. Maybe. I think she was the, I think she was the Tim Burton connection. And I'm, if, if so, I'm glad they didn't go further with it. Yeah. Um, I also think that, uh, Alistair Crump, they talk about how he was, you know, kind of a douche and would like do little things to like, make sure that he was always at a higher level of importance. Yeah. He had pads on his chair. I think that the, it, that that was a reference, a very subtle reference to Mark Davis. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> that's a stretch. But I mean, by Dan. Well, I, I don't know. It's it, maybe it's maybe. a thing. I don't that, know that, how many Imagineers worked on this. Movie. He moved his office right next to Walt's. And... Yeah, yeah. Is it, it is it telling about this movie that we're not talking about the characters at all because we don't care about them? Yes, well, <laughs> yes. there aren't any. It felt like Dan Levy showed up one he day, did. and they're like, give him a costume and a funny <laughs> yeah. accent. Hey, you know that show that's really popular? He's in it. He's in the Bazinga show. No. Isn't he Let's in cast Bazinga, these the people because they don't have anything better to do. He's in Schitt's Creek. He, he's, he's also in Bazinga, though, right? Are you talking about no. Big Bang Theory? Yeah. No. Isn't that what Bazinga? No. Now you're just show? being racist. Ew, um, I'm just... <laughs> That would be I'm me being done. ableist, okay? The three make it back to the mansion where Ben and Kent rescue Gabby. Oh, that was Dan Levy, not the other. I thought that was the other actor who actually is in the Bazinga show. Which one would that the be? The guy from Roseanne. Leonard. Sure. Yes. Okay. It's my grandpa's favorite show. It's a good show. They rescue Gabby, Harriet, and Bruce, but Crump <laughs> burns the hat and plans to use Travis's grief over the loss of his father to have him come to the other side to be the 1,000th. Now, this is interesting. Because Travis keeps talking about getting a hold of his dad, like he's going to try his dad again because he's been communicating with him, and Ben doesn't know his dad is dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he thinks he's like, they're divorced, and he's making a phone call. Audience thinks that too. And then you cut to a scene in the car. Well, I did. (laughs) I don't know. I thought they were divorced. Cut to a scene in the car. I thought for a moment I was like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if they did? Nah, they're not going to do that. But they did. They did. Maybe that was it. Maybe I, it was one of the few times I got pulled out and like, he's probably dead though. That's probably the thing. That's probably the thing that'll it make was the a thing because at the it, end. For a while, we think Ben's going to be the 1000th because of his emotional grief, but it's mm-hmm. actually Travis who's communicating with his dead father, who's actually the Hatbox ghost, I guess. Um, so anyway, I thought so, is good at, at, at impressions. That's true. He was, uh, yeah. that he did it the first, in the first place. Yeah. That, uh, that, uh, what's his name? Whatever Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Jared Leto created impressions. So Ben, <laughs> Ben finds Travis and manages to convince him to let go of his father as they and Gabby confront Crump in the graveyard. Ben makes peace with losing Alyssa 
Kent manages to convince the ghost to turn on Crump and joins forces with them. And Bruce delivers a piece of the hat to Harriet, who uses Leo's incantation to banish Crump. And that's, I think, the only... I think that's the only part of the movie. I mean, don't get me wrong. The movie is, as a movie, it's complete garbage. But as the Haunted Mansion movie, it's enjoyable for me. Yep. Um, and the that was one of the only references, the incantation being the, <laughs> the, the, the ghost host narration. That was one of the only things where I was like, oh, God. But the seat was moving and it was fun. There was, <laughs> there's, I was getting spat on by the, by this, the water. And your mom. <laughs> and my mom. She was, she was enjoying it too. <laughs> hey, everybody. The, the, spit on Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. he's my the movie son. Works. <laughs> the, the movie worked because I do want to go to Disneyland again and ride the Haunted Mansion ride, but not because the movie was good it's because like i want to know how much better of a ride as an experience it is than watching this movie was you know interesting mm. well like half, this movie sucks year you can do that yeah oh so epilogue um many of the ghosts decide to stay in the mansion now in harmony with gabby and travis harriet Yay. regains full confidence in her psychic abilities kent undergoes or uh, an ordainment to actually become a real priest uh, Bruce maintains his newfound friendships, and Ben goes back to teaching and adopts a stray cat. I want to talk mm-hmm. about that in a second. Yeah. Uh, the group reunites on the Halloween for a party at the mansion with happy haunts. So that is the end of the movie. There's a concept in the movie called ghost winks. Um, a ghost wink, for example, in this, Ben, there's a cat outside of his door at the beginning with the Mariner stuff and the haunting. And then it's there again and again. And his wife really likes tater tots. It's her favorite food. And when they're out on their thing to get the sketch from Hassan Minaj, they very much go to Burger King. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very noticeably. <laughs> to get tater tots, which they don't have at Burger King. Um, at the end of the movie, he sees the cat, looks at the name tag. The cat is called Tater Tot. So that is a ghost wink from his wife. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting, there are some cast interviews and they talk about their own experiences with ghost winks. And it's, it's, I, it's a touching, um, mm. plot point. I like it. I have an, yeah, ex- it, I have a ghost wink nice. story in my family. So I kind of appreciated that. Tell us. Do you want to, should I? Yeah. Okay. My mom. Well, there's two now that I think about it. My grandpa, Jesse, Jesse Weber who's my mom's dad used to carry coins in his pockets and now, and like, you know, change would fall out of his pockets when he was alive. So now whenever my mom finds money on the ground, it's like, Oh, grandpa's thinking of me or my dad's thinking of me. So by -hmm. extension, I was like, Oh, it's grandpa. Whenever I find money on the ground. Uh, And then (laughs) the other one is um, my cousin George passed away when he was 16. And my aunt Liz lived in, uh seattle at the time and like about a week after his passing and a barred owl was hanging out around their house and it flew so close to the house and was like sitting on their porch railing for uh like a good amount of time and you know like in that that time window where the owl was there and my aunt liz was there they had you know this connection so she associates barred owls with my cousin her son 
So that's our ghost wink story from our family. What do you guys got? Ooh, spooky. Nothing. I don't have anything like that. Yeah. I, I can't remember mine and I would just, I would ramble. So if I remember it, I'll do it for a Pesho correction. Randy's um, got a bunch, but I sure don't. So Victor Geist playing the, playing the organ, you know, with the little ghost, ghost things coming out of the pipes. Mm-hmm. Dancing. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. see, uh, the endless hallway. We see floating catalabra. We see the dueling, you know, the dueling people, their brothers in the movie. We see people doing duel- Duolingo, yes. We see Duolingo. <laughs> Duolingo. We see uh, Pickwick. <laughs> Pickwick, we the see ghost the f- on the chandelier. Right. And we see the three, you know, hitchhiking ghosts from the, the ride. Alligators, <laughs> quicksand. You know, all the stuff in, in the ride. That's right. Um, I, <laughs> before doors. watching the movie, I saw a mm-hmm. um, an article because you know my feed is garbage and it showed a picture of a it was an article about this movie and in it there was a picture of a candle with like a face on it and mm-hmm. i was just and i was in that moment i was like oh god no there's gonna be a candle character i don't i, I mean there kind of was gonna be the candle was, was trying to blow out its own flame. The ghost hid in the candle. The ghost yeah. hid in the candle, which oh, okay, like, gotcha. and they were in the parallel dimension thing. So like, it totally worked. But at, when I saw just that graphic, I was like, oh God, this movie is going to be so bad. But that moment, <laughs> that was funny. I enjoyed that. It was, yeah, it was a brief moment. It made sense. It worked for the, for the moment, you know. There's um, the grandfather clock that does a 13 instead of a 12. And when it gets to 13, that's when the house goes crazy. Which yeah. kind of is an allusion to the ride because we see the clock and then we get in and then we see all the the ghosts after that, True, yeah. and the seance and everything. So I think um, it, it sets it sets the ride up as well as anything can or should. Right. Yeah. The only things that I didn't really, the only things that stood out to me that I disliked, kind of more to Audrey's point, the things that were a little bit too much, and I mentioned before they they kind of reached a little bit too far on a few things. Because they had so many characters and they had so many moments of, but I'm not really a priest. Well, I'm not confident as a medium. Well, I'm a little boy and the kids make fun of me. Right. At the end of the movie, it was, I'm the class vice president. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a priest now. And I did good at the, the ghost thing. I, yeah. I freed Madame Leota all by myself. You didn't see any of this on camera, but you did get to see, at least we got to see um, Kent get his, like, I don't know that it has anything to do with his priesthood, but convince a bunch of ghosts that they wanted to join him. And we got to see plenty from Ben. Well, he's mm-hmm. the one that has the actual character arc. Right. The other ones, you know, it's a show. Don't tell. Right. Yeah. There but the rest of them, they, they had to, at the end, they had to, at some point in the movie introduce, well, I'm not a great medium, I think, because look, this, this schmuck over here was the one who asked her projected, not me. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, she's like, I did it. Yeah, and the kid could have been like <laughs> well, president so of D and D club or something instead of like he doesn't need to become like the cool popular kid. He could have become he could have been like I'm still a weird kid, but I'm finding a way to be like successful and connect with people there. He's like you know? maybe everybody's really interested because it's New Orleans. He's like, hey, look, I can talk to my dead dad with this piece of paper and a pencil. The the what you're saying the whole you know telling instead of you know, the interested. whole the whole concept about show don't tell in storytelling um, is why Secret Invasion didn't work 
because there's so much telling and there's no showing. Like we talk about, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> um, what a so, secret invasion. It's the it's best TV Marvel show ever made. It's not based good. on the oh. best Marvel ride ever. <laughs> yes. Mm. But only at Universal Islands of Adventure. Have you ever wanted to see a character become every character from every Marvel movie? Oh my before? god! No, it's just like like I'll all pass. they do is talk Thanks. about how um, how Nick Fury was after the blip. They didn't show it. Like, shouldn't they have shown him come out of the blip and like have a whole episode about him reacclimating and getting bitter know. and scared? And it could have been so much better. Or you know, they could have gone into like the whole idea of what it is like to to have these two factions and factions within factions and ways to like get through this very tense sort of situation uh or or you could just become hulk and thor and mantis and groot groot and captain marvel like wizard from the doctor strange that isn't doctor strange yeah you know anyway okay so uh that movie what's the sequel going to be about the Hatbox Ghost didn't really die. He went back to his house, and that's the sequel. Oh, the hundred fifty dollars in there, like like Eric had predicted. I really I mean, hope wow. there's no sequel. I really hope there's no sequel, also, and it, there won't be because be this movie did not make any money. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> um, I on the other why. hand, Barbie. It does. The only thing about this movie that leaves me going, huh, is Hatbox Ghost being left in the ride. Because everything else works, everything else fits, and yeah, like now they're all happy. Yeah, it's like, hey, now it's fun. Now it's the fun thing. Like, Whoa, we're gonna get you. Just kidding. Everything's fine. Um, yeah, it, it and it nails that for the ride perfectly. But then now we have Hatbox Ghosts, where it's like, why'd you invite that guy? He's mean. Well, he's mm. outside. Maybe he wants to come back in. He imprisoned all of us for an eternity. So um, here's what we're going to be drinking while we watch this movie. Yes. And by the way, here's the cool thing. Just like what Disney did, we released this episode in the summer so that we can re-release it in Halloween time. Oh, just like Disney will. Spooky. We'll put or this Christmas, episode out on Disney+. Plus. You just don't ho, want to ho, do another ho. episode this year. <laughs> That's not true. Um, so we're going to be drinking Haunted, Haunted House Hoppy Dark Ale from Allagash Brewing Company. Mm. Doomed by a love of pitch black porters and our Allagash house beer, we summoned the recipe for Haunted House. Roasted barley and black prince malt. Curse this beer with a gravely dark hue. <laughs> Hopped with crystal, chinook, and saz hops. This beer ends with a ghost of coffee-flavored bitterness and hauntingly complex malty palate. 6.6 mm. ABV. Wow. Mm-hmm. Audrey, what are we going to be eating? So spooky. What did Google tell you? Um, Google, I, I did actually Google this one a little bit, but the concept <laughs> is something that haunts you after you eat it. So uh, I Googled a recipe from all recipes. It's spicy asparagus with garlic. We're going to make a yeah. few substitutions and alterations. We're going to up the garlic. We're going to add some anchovies. We're going to swap out the red pepper with ghost chilies uh, and mm -hmm. a lot of cheese. So that makes you constipated and it's really painful when you finally crap it out. Um, and the mm -hmm. asparagus will obviously make your pee stink. So that's a, the meal. Like Disney. 
You get like a Disney in this movie, really painful when you crap it out. Uh-huh. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Say that again. So do you get a visit from the ass dragon? Exactly. <laughs> Astral yep. projection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Astral projection. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> oh. um, he went there. Eric, what Eric, uh, what drug are we going to have? What, yes, drug what, are we taking? what drug are you going to have? <laughs> so, Listener, if you don't know the Supreme Resort, Eric is a pharmacist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I, I went for, about this in two ways, because if you're a super huge Haunted Mansion fan and you're really worried, say you're really worried that this might be bad, I likened it to getting chemotherapy. <laughs> particularly, <laughs> I rent a tea can, which is a particular uh, oncolytic where you're really, you're really just desperate that this works. You, it, it has to work, but you're worried because you've been told it might not, and you might have some side effects. And one of the main oh, side God. effects of I rent a tea can is diarrhea. Uh, so, <laughs> It's a theme going on. Right. The astral projection. There we go. Now, the, the one that I really settled on was more more a, a milder version of this saying, okay, so you're, you're taking Clomid, which is a, a fertility medication. You know, you, <laughs> you, you really would like to have a kid, mm. but you don't, you're not going – this isn't a huge – this isn't a huge intervention. This isn't IVF. This isn't um, anything big. It's a cheap medication that just stimulates fertility in women. So – it's kind of like we'd we'd like to have a kid, but you know we we don't want to push things too far. We'd like this movie to be okay, but you know it. If it doesn't work out, we'll we'll be okay. There are other things we can do. There are other movies we can see. If this doesn't, <laughs> if we didn't like this, if, if we didn't like this, we can go to Barbie. If this one didn't, if this medication <laughs> doesn't work, we can try IVF next. That's... So that's kind of where I was going with it. It's pretty mild if if it doesn't work. If, if it does, just doesn't work. Maybe you're a little nauseous when you took the pill. So that's kind of <laughs> where I was going with it. Um, Clomid, everybody. Clomiphene. Amazing. <laughs> so funny. I thought about that really, really hard. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> so for our audio <sighs> experience, I have also thought about this really hard. And there are a couple directions that I wanted to go in, but then... So before we press record on this, Jimmy was saying to me, well, this Wait, did is you your press f- record. I did. <laughs> <laughs> J- Jimmy said to me, well, this is your favorite ride. And I said, oh, no, it was. Mm. It isn't anymore because yeah. I'm tired of hearing people talk about this ride. Um, because in the past 10 years or so, 15 years or so, this ride has gone from being like the weird uh, the kind of like B side fun. It's like it went from being the B side of Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, for those of you listening at home, a B side was when they released singles. It would be okay anyway. Um, <laughs> to being the thing that the obnoxious person who you go to Disneyland with won't shut up about the entire time because they want to tell you how dark and interesting they are. When in fact, it's just a very good ride done well, uh, with some clever touches. And I thought, what else is like this? Who else ruins things for people? Well, people, when they talk about the band rush. So here is a <laughs> compilation of the YouTubers, Andy and Alex talking about rush. Dude, Ooh. those lyrics were good. Dude, the drummer writes all the lyrics too. Haunted Mansion fans. This is you. That drummer's phenomenal. Phenomenal. The instrumentation has literally never ceased to like amaze me. Like just 
movie's made twenty nine million dollars domestically. Oh, gnarly is what that was. God. Dude, that was probably some of the best like bass work, ever, work, ever, and guitar ever. work I've heard ever. And then pairing like the meaning of the lyrics and like the projection of the lyrics yeah. with the instrumentals, just like Rush, <laughs> like your songs are so deep, dude. Yeah. The way he was like wail, like, making his guitar wail, like yeah. like, um, like pure emotion, like reminds me of the, the way like the David Moore plays. So like that <laughs> kind of play style where it's like pure like emotion. Well, I've heard and then, what when they're in the studio, and this could be wrong, totally but I've heard. It's that, like the talking over each other with excitement. Yeah. <laughs> they're so excited <laughs> to sound like the smartest person talking about Rush. Yeah, no, they're not singing along with it. No, no, no. Doing the drum solo with it. And so the bass player, so Getty Lee and Neil Peart, will pick through the solos. And it's like still just three guys, and they play like, it. Uh, that same like a little like, same level. Worked like, up. It's but so it's so impressive because these songs are. You want to leave immediately? This is a conversation you want to walk away from. Drums like. And do all of that and play it perfectly at however old they are is stupid impressive to me. <laughs> That's insane, dude. Guys, use they play multiple instruments. Like, uh, <laughs> as somebody who works in production and writing and whatnot. New that, podcast. When you hear the acoustic guitar Damn, hates in, Rush. In not, not in time to <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. And that's that's why I, this works. It's because Rush... But at the very big start of the song... Perfectly a sudden, fine band. You hear the effect, yeah. It's a really, Probably really good as good as people say. Can do. But the hard part is not, that they can't possibly be, be end of a poem. as like, good as yeah. people say. It's crazy. how... You need to shut up about Rush. You need to shut up about the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Just let these things be the good things. All the instrumentals, because like, just, like the way they came into it, like um, they had like I don't know, like the, the it was like some instrument that like people don't usually use. Oh, right? this like, guy kind of has said like, like, like so it sounded, many times. Sounded like a block, like a wooden block, something like that. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, wooden block. Yeah, there's three people in that band. Yeah, dude, there's three. There's only three people in the band. The thing is, the lyric before that is was why that's true. Like being hopeful yet always. Did you see the movie? True. I love you, bro. I love you, man. Everybody's content is when change doesn't happen as much as everyone's content. True. All the relationships up. spawns by their fascination. Like later on in the song, I, I t- looked over him and I was like, "Man, why does this feel kind of like Boston?" It feels like Boston, but it's Rush. <laughs> to like beef up a track. Can you I imagine? Very, I was in a philosophy class in high school, and we talked about <laughs> in like a class discussion the idea of free will. Mm-hmm. And I do like how in the song, he, he like he's saying that free will does exist. You know what I mean? Because there is tons yeah. of debates. Like it's still like ongoing. Like fo- my coworker that, like, does says, you know what I mean. Oh, man, I, the way that I all I the time here, I and it's starting to it feels like a like yeah. I don't know what the base was talking, but there's so that's at least yeah. four yeah. Mike Myers does that. Mike Myers interviews for he says plus a xylophone plus the bell the bells a lot. You know, and the wood block. And they make the instruments that like when you like when you're in school in like music theory class and you're like in elementary school and they're making you learn xylophone or other like things like. Oh, this is a lame instrument or whatever. Like they make Listen, those instruments so well. badass. You choose. Let's like you go to okay. the fridge and you, you don't have to bleep it. I'm gonna like, tap out in a minute. Anyway. <laughs> no, that, yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> the point I'm not allowed is, to ride the haunted mansion because the one time I wrote it, I punched a ghost in the nards. Oh, that sounds... <laughs> oh, uh, they come at you. Uh, so it's that's the haunted mansion. <laughs> that's that's the haunted mansion. We lived. We all survived. Um, so I, I watched it, and I, I think I, I think I've said how I feel about it. I think I kind of agree with all of you in some capacity. Here's my problem: 
I bought the tickets. My wife's at book club. I bring my two sons who are both fans of the ride, like the rush fans. Um, <laughs> and, and we go, we see movie theater or movies at the movie tavern, which is now owned by Marcus theaters. That's another story. The movie tavern in its original form was a theater where you could go sit down. And when you want somebody to bring you food and drinks, you push a button on your seat and they Mm -hmm. come to you and they say, what do you want? And I say, I want beer and I want a hamburger and they bring it to you. And it was delicious. And then if you want another one, push the button and you get another beer and it's great. COVID happens. Marcus theaters takes over. They do away with the, they'll still serve you at your seat. You have to buy it in the app. And you can't buy alcohol in the app, so you have to go to the bar. Mm. So I ordered the food four hours in advance of going to see the movie. I order it for being delivered. It really is like a Disneyland experience. I'm telling you. (laughs) I didn't have to, but I decided to. So movie starts at 6.15, which means preview start at 6.15. So we have a good 15, 20 minutes to eat our food before the movie starts. I, I got a receipt from the theater. I go into the receipt and it says, hey, you want food delivered? Sure. Click this button. So I click the button and it pulls all the information from the movie that I'm going to see, my seat numbers, the theater number, order the food. It's going to be delivered at 6.15. 6.15 comes and goes and it's not here. And then I look at the receipt. I'm like, wait a minute. I ordered it for theater two seats. You know, these seats, the receipt shows theater one. With these seats. So they pulled the wrong information. So I'm like, ah, they delivered the food to the wrong theater. So I leave the theater to go get my food. Try to find a manager, found a manager. Okay, here's what happened. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, what did you get? Take a picture of my phone receipt. We'll bring it right out to you. 20 minutes later, no food. So I'm like, I got to leave the theater again. So I miss a good five minutes of the movie. Find another manager. Same thing. Here's the thing. Took a picture of my thing. Oh, we'll bring it right out. 45 minutes later, no food. <laughs> so Aww. I have to leave the theater again. So I missed so much of this movie. <laughs> Meanwhile, the so, people in theater one, the people in your seats in theater full. one are so full. They're drunk. They're happy. Exactly. <laughs> so at that point, then I'm like, well, I needed, I need a beer. And I go out and the line has got like 10 people in it. I'm like, screw it. So I went back in. Anyway, I missed a good chunk of this movie. <laughs> Meanwhile, I had a great Philly cheesesteak and um, a Bell's Two Hearted while watching this movie. Oh, did you go to the, um, what's it called? Alamo Draft House. Alamo yeah. Draft House. They use my drains. Uh, Jimmy, may I recommend next time you go, there's another viewing experience you might want to do. They don't have Absolutely. that around here. Absolutely. 4DX. They don't have Do that they serve here. food at the 40X? Because I feel like I certainly hope not. Certainly hope not. Too much remember, turbulence. Though, so I used to work for this movie theater chain, the same one that I went to. Uh, Edwards. It's not a secret. Um, oh. And um, when I worked there, and we at the theater that I was at, we got we started serving alcohol, and we. <laughs> It was policy that before pouring the beer into a glass, we would always ask, are you seeing this movie in 4DX? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Because you'd be wearing your beer. Yeah. And I don't know how anyone could possibly... I I think I've said on this show before, you know, many episodes back to the point that I'm sure no one remembers. If you want a very unique movie going experience where like 
you actually experience an inversion of the emotional content of the movie, see it with descriptive audio because it just ruins everything um, mm-hmm. in a way that's really fun and really funny. Like uh, any like fast and furious movie with descriptive audio is going to be great <laughs> with this. It hi- kind of has, like I said, it, if you, it's like, it's, it is literally like putting lipstick on a pig. It is mm. like you, you, this this movie. Do not watch a movie where you care about the characters or the story or the emotional any of it in this format. It will be bad. However, Meg Two, 40x, Haunted yeah. <laughs> Mansion, 40x. Maybe not Barbie movie. <laughs> Maybe Oppenheimer. Not. Yeah. No, God, Ooh, no. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, by the way, go see the Barbie movie. Um, I think after doing the research of this movie and all that, I, I, I want to see it again. And I want to see it again in a theater. And I probably won't, but I do want to see it again. I feel like I'll like it better the second time. When you watch all of it. When I see the whole movie. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, yeah, that was the movie. Thanks for being here, Eric. You're welcome. And thanks for inviting I, me. I took some note. I, I took your advice. It's not just me reading off Wikipedia anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Interjected my own personal experience. Oh, that's great. So thank you. I thought it was a better experience. And your dog wants you to clean up his diarrhea. (laughs) Yep. Sorry. Um, Well, thank you, everybody. I appreciate you listening. Um, So does Dan. So does Audrey. So does Eric. I hope you enjoyed. Um, obviously, if you want Even to go now. ride, if you want to ride the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, Disney World, Phantom Manor at Disneyland Paris, you need to do nothing more than just call 856-HOUR-EATERS. A concierge like myself will help book a trip for you and then we'll personally act out the Haunted Mansion movie for you. <laughs> With finger puppets. With finger puppets. Audrey will make them. And uh, there's other shows that you can listen to. Ears Up, Ears Up in Depth, The Puny Pod, Supreme Resort, of course, being the best. And then the Star Wars show, which I don't know what they're talking about right now. Ahsoka trailer. What podcast? Bantam Milk. Bantam Milk. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I. Um, yeah, those are all the shows. And then, uh, yeah. And Eric, yeah. join us when we say until next time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be kind. Be kind. And rewind. Correct. I am not a car. I am the night automated roving robot. The first in a bold new experiment. You may call me car. Somebody's behind us. Yes, I see. It is the inferior production line copy. I heard that car, and you haven't seen anything yet. Why don't you finish the job? You got them where you want them? You don't even begin to understand what the job is. See, I'm a car. No. 
That's the decoy. I accept your challenge. That was close. Yeah, yeah, I want it to be close. If you insist on a game of dodging, perhaps this will change your mind. How would you like me to slowly remove the air from the passenger compartment? Have you ever seen someone explode in a vacuum? No. I have a better idea. A pacemaker. Well, well. A laser. Intended for me, no doubt. I came for alpha capacitors. What an unexpected surprise. What is that voice? Oh, that's just a ringmaster car. Ringmaster? I scan no such person. I'll have, uh... What do they call that breakfast thing? This is a primitive remote devoid of locomotion. I said the ringmaster is ready. Uh, the tip-top tent? No, that's not it. Can I have your order, please? Tony, Rev, the operator of this device must be nearby. Huh? What are you talking about? You guys want to snap it up? I don't have all day. There. Did you hear? He is becoming abusive. You wise guys are what? Amazing. His anger grows. Car, be quiet now, please. All right, that's it. Come on, get out of here before I come out there and throw you out. You hear me? Do not fear, my friends. I will protect you. Brace for collision. You're asking for it.